yeah, Westworld's going great. I've just banged a couple of hookers. I've uh, killed some people. It's going, it's going fantastic so far. Did you find the center of the maze? Did you find the center I, of the maze? I did. It was a piece of junk toy. Can you believe that? Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, if you were really, like, really say- perverted, you would have been like, the center of the maze is like the it's, it's finding the clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, and as we all know, we would never find that. Yeah, yeah. that's why. That's why everybody could not find it. <laughs> that's why I was out in the uh, middle of How's it going, Mr. Cody? How you doing, man? Good. Congratulations, a year. I know. You know, a lot of hap- lots happened since then. You know, I got married. Uh, uh, we all moved in together, and you know, got a new job. So it's crazy, it's crazy year. It's finally started coming in. Mm, that's good. Uh, my balls dropped. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> it's like New Year's Rock and Eve. Balls drop. <laughs> so yeah, no, a uh, lot's uh, happened. Lots happened. What about? Um, I mean, since the last time we talked to you, a lot of stuffs happened. Like, yeah, uh, no, like especially uh, for for us, we've had so many movie reviews. For you, I know, like you're you're the big star out here in the Sacramento area and, and having done the podcast with us, how much has your life changed since, you know, being interviewed by the chew on this? You know, it's, it's crazy. I'm actually taller uh, (laughs) since I met you guys. I finally had a growth spurt. Oh, just the same old, same old getting up way too early and going to bed way too late. That's about it. So you're, you're you're, so what you're saying is you're letting your, your listeners and all of our listeners know your life has been a lot better since being on the podcast. With Absolutely. Us. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you still ironing your own shirts though? Is that the I question? St- sadly, yes, I still am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's the, that's the only time I get is they iron the shirts. That's, that's it. That's all I get. So we're actually here in uh, at WB and uh, uh, CW, not WB. God, that would have been awesome too. But we're here at CW, <laughs> uh, CW and CBS, and uh, we had a little we had a little snag. Cody forgot to tell the security guard uh, that I was coming, and I was I was stopped at security. <laughs> and this, we got new security. They're packing heat. Uh, I, I, what, what, oh. was, what was weird was when he put on the rubber gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize they're that thorough. I know. Yeah, that's he amazing. Did he think, he, he did did he think have, you were from uh, North Korea or, or South Korea? <laughs> I will say he did have warm hands. <laughs> <laughs> he was very gentle. <laughs> yeah, he was nice. He just he, he, he counted down every time. <laughs> <laughs> So this is is our one-year anniversary show, and thank you, Cody, again for coming on. And so when this will air, we're we're recording it a little bit beforehand. It's the magic of of editing and and Hollywood magic. Um, So, but but I wanted to ask you because when we got you on last time, we were really heavily into talking about the CW shows and Mm -hmm. the crossover was going to happen. I I was not part of the Cody flash mob for the um, son of a. (laughs) <laughs> you know what actually <laughs> happened that that week uh was uh kids were going to bed at like eight thirty every night mm. so it was either that or you know dealing with that no, I, I understand i had to i had to watch it later too yeah i had to, There's I had just to no way around it they went to sleep but uh so now that it's finally happened what did you think about what did you think about the the crossovers i thought it was amazing really i honestly like just the the logistics of what they had to do Okay. I'm still trying to get my brain wrapped around, like, because each show, you know, had the theme of the crossover in it, but it, each show still was basically the core of their shows. Like Arrow wasn't as lighthearted as 
say the flash was or legends of tomorrow they just kept they in how they kept that all separate but still had all the players go through i thought it was it was pretty amazing we, well other than supergirl supergirl just had it sprinkled in that was a regular yeah. supergirl show we actually reviewed it and we were one well, i'm guessing do, you, you didn't listen to our do not listen to our podcast <laughs> oh you didn't like it no we we had a pro, we had problems with it uh i I can agree with you that logistically it was probably a nightmare to do. Um, yeah. But we felt like it was so out of, out of place and to, because the shows flow really well with the major storylines mm-hmm. uh, over the course of the year. But with this crossover, it was just like a one and done, but it was a major event. Yeah. Meaning like if aliens attack the earth, you just don't go disappear from what you're doing or come back from what you were doing. Like it was no big deal. Mm. Um, and the fact that it was aliens um, that were attacking Earth, we just felt like it was the, the, I, my opinion. And let me know if you think this is uh, a good idea or not. No, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Already wrong. All right, moving along. Um, I thought that the crossover episodes, we thought that the crossover episodes should have probably uh, waited until after the main storylines were done. Mm. But the crossover plot that they had was, I felt, inherently already built into the flash that he had flashpoint because remember flashpoint was just one episode and they kind of talk about it sporadically. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I felt like since it affected everybody in that universe, that flashpoint could have been the major crossover episode to try and fix everything. Now mm-hmm. that's, that's not be, that that's being said without knowing that what they have planned for whatever else is happening on flashpoint. Uh-huh. But as a viewer, I thought like, Oh man, it would have been cool if, they, you know, were always changing something throughout the show, other shows, and not telling the audience. Like the whole Diggle thing that he has a daughter, a son instead of a daughter. Ooh. They could have not told us that it was and just did it. And then yeah. fans would have been like, what the hell's going on? Why does he have a daughter, a son all of a sudden? And the producers were like, just wait. Yeah. You know? And then all of a sudden it was revealed that this is the, this is the crossover going in. That's, so that's a pretty good idea. See, n- oh, now, now, now that you heard it. Oh, now you've turned me around. It was terrible. <laughs> my money back. No, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Because it was such a big event and it apparently affected other places. Mm -hmm. And it would have been so great if they didn't tell us anything like how how it affected the other shows. Then you complete the storylines for like, you know, what's going on in Arrow, what's going on in Legends, what's going on in Flash. And then you end the, the week the week before the season finales go Mm -hmm. for whatever seasons they're in, like in May, the week before that happens, that's when you drop the 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 big you know crossover event. So that was my idea. That's that's a good idea. You do work for CW, so yeah, they don't return <laughs> phone calls. So. <laughs> yeah, get us in that writer's room. With, yeah, you, know, you know, I talk, I, I, I try to talk to Greg Berlanti all the time, but he never calls me back. I don't know why. <laughs> I think he blocked me at some point. <laughs> After I, told, after I told them to stop using speedsters as a as a as a means of uh, getting a villain, so, uh, I, I think he the, stopped. He stopped calling. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say that you know he stopped calling me after I you know bashed Green Lantern to hell and back. But <laughs> well, he deserved that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoa! I, I think he just he just uh, you know hit you in the head right there. We yeah, heard like this happened. zapping noise. That was a, probably a speedster coming through. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you think? Like I know our fla- our favorite show was uh, the Flash. It's slowly starting to become repetitive to us with mm. a speedster in every single season. Yeah, um, and 
usually somebody being not who they are. Like it, it would not surprise me if like Sav- uh, Savitar pulled off his mask and it was like Wells again. Mm. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But our, our our slowly favorite show is now starting to become Legends because of uh, we had mentioned that it's uh, kind of reminding us or could be reminding us of like Quantum Leap mm-hmm. where they they can start fresh every single show while still having like a major plot line. Yeah, because there's no limit to what they can or can't do. And they've really owned up to the goofiness this season, <laughs> you know. And they, and I feel mm-hmm. like they you know, like last season it would be kind of goofy and kind of not goofy, but I feel like this season they've really they're like, okay, we we own it. Well, this is going to be the goofiest of the bunch. Um, I'm with you on that. I I also think Arrow is kind of flipped for me a little bit because last season it was more like work for me to watch, you know, I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch it, you yeah. know, uh, yes. but this season I felt like they, and they've uh, really turned the corner on it. I like where they're going. Although, uh, the bad, bad guy this season, um, not Savitar. Savitar is on play. See, the, the crossovers ruined me because I got everything yeah, going. It's, uh, I forget his name. Uh, Prometheus. 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 Have you guys noticed like every time they say Prometheus or Prometheus does something, they play this weird music and I think it's Galaga. <laughs> it's Galaga. It's the music. And every time they do it, I'm like, oh, the, the ship's coming down. And I got to do Now it's going to be annoying for me because that's all I'm going to remember. I'm that's what I'm here for. Galaga now. To ruin your lives. That's what I'm here for. Because <laughs> I said a while back, like uh, Felicity, I, Felicity used to be one of my favorite characters on mm. the show. And then I picked up on her acting uh, tendencies, uh-huh. which is no matter what she's saying or what the mood is, she says something really quickly and mumbles the tail end of it. And I said it to BJ, and now that's all Every time. About. Yeah, like, you're ruined. And now it that for I me. said it to you. Don't ruin Felicity for me. <laughs> this is all I have. This is all I have, boys. Come on. Uh, oh, uh, my well, favorite you know, of the crossover it, it, was Arrow, actually. Or actually, no, the, yes. last, the season finale was the last 10 minutes were really good. Mm-hmm. What'd you think about the yeah. tech guy being Team Arrow now? I thought it was so unbelievable that the tech guy is the. I forget his name. Oh, Mr. Terrific? Is that his name? Uh-huh. That's yeah. why he has the T on his face? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so annoying. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I thought it was for terrible. Because <laughs> it's basically like two weeks of training, and it's like, oh, go go out without a bulletproof vest and attack. You well, know. he was like um, – I forgot what they said. Like he was a Olympic athlete in something. That's so they tried to give him like a little bit of – I mean, Diggle. In Taekwondo? No, I think it was more like fencing or something. <laughs> and he doesn't have a sword. <laughs> uh, Diggle makes more sense, but I, I, I can't. I hate Diggle's costume. It just looks. It yeah. looks. It looks weird. It, it's better this season. But last season's helmet yeah. was. It looked like he. Terrible, yeah. It looked like he got um, like a Fisher Price or like Power Wheels helmet, <laughs> and like painted it, painted it black. <laughs> and, You're so cruel. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we love Diggle though. We, we like Diggle a lot. Yeah. yeah, we were afraid of coming on and talking to you now because our, our opinions have kind of changed a little bit about this. Some of the CW shows, uh, the they flipped. Shows. Yeah, like uh, it used to be the Flash, but like we we the things we loved about the Flash were things that we never seen before. Mm. The time travel, the 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 fact that he could he could affect the timeline. Mm. But then when it becomes like, okay, how do we what do we do in this season? And then you keep doing it. Yeah. It no longer becomes something cool. Now it's happening all the time. Yeah. It, it, you know, I don't know if you guys read a lot of uh, Flash comic books over the years and stuff. Uh, not not since 
Not since probably the late. No, nah, it's been yeah. a little while for me. It's just chock full of speedsters. Yeah, you know his whole universe and stuff. So I I don't mind it so much, but I I it is getting a little repetitive. As a viewer, though, if you don't know that, it's just, it's the same things when we talk about you know Marvel movies and and DC movies. Like you can't you can't put something out there and just expect people to understand that that's what the comic books do. Yeah, that's you have to actually sit there and say you know as a viewer, do you want to keep seeing the same things over and over again? Mm. Probably not. Yeah. You know, so what we loved about the Flash so much was that it was different, but that it's become, it's starting to become repetitive, and that's why we started changing towards the Legends because they could do different things mm. once they got rid of Vandal Savage, which was, a, I, we didn't like. Well, yeah, it was yeah. an eyesore. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, it, it, that was that drug them down last year because they were yeah. like, oh, that's that guy again, and yeah. let's go get. Him. Oh, he escaped. That so many times to kill him at some point in time. One of my biggest pet peeves about Legends is that the Atom is so underused, is that mm. he's basically the most powerful one they have there, mm-hmm. and they don't use him right. the way that he could. Like He literally could just stop. Every every time they go up against the baddie or something, like the baddie of the week, mm-hmm. he could solve it by himself, literally, from that suit. Yeah, And they, it's not being utilized the, well, the way that it should be. They had a major plot point happen. Like he he lost it. He had to sacrifice his suit, which was like heartbreaking. And then like two episodes later, he's got it back again. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> which I still don't remember how he got it. So I'm like, okay. And now it's bigger and better than ever. So and he said it took him like a lifetime and a ton of money to build it. And yet, how did that? How did his, his new suit pop up? Well, it's you like know, it's in the closet. You know, you know when you're when you're making like something, you do it for the first time. The first prototype is very expensive, and you go through those things, and then you do it again. It's much easier. <laughs> like the iPhone's well, I just think it's funny how it's very convenient that Cisco just pulls stuff out of his pocket half the time. He's like, "Yeah, check this thing out that I built." I'm like, "When yeah, did you have time to be, for that?" It used to be about him actually working towards it. Uh-huh. Now he just pulls out these like. Hey, I was just working on something, and here's this interdimensional thing that Supergirl can just call us on. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wait, you're fighting aliens and you know organizing this whole thing and going back in time. When the hell did you build this thing? Yeah, Wynn is kind of like that. Supergirl too. He's like, oh, uh, here's your new suit. Uh, go yeah. for it, uh, Guardian. What do, you, what do you think about the Guardian being on that? Um, uh, with uh, what's his face uh, being the guardian, Jimmy Olsen, yeah. James Olsen, yeah, James, Olsen. very handsome James Olsen. Um, I'm okay with it. You know, I'm okay with it. I, I've really enjoyed Supergirl this season, though. This I, season, uh, yeah, I felt like uh, going from CBS to CW has really let them kind of, I don't know, explode a little bit. It's not quite. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Last season, I, I watched every episode with my daughter because it's just fun. And uh, in this season, I've actually enjoyed watching every episode more. You, know. you there, there's probably a reason why you don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so hard. Like I just want we're, to be entertained. We're hard. We are hard. We, we are hard. I, there, there's certain aspects of that show that we do like, but it's, our biggest it's pet goofy. peeves, and, and like my biggest pet peeves, I don't want to speak for BJ, but my biggest pet peeves are things are I don't care what you tell me but when you build a universe make the things that you do make sense in the universe mm, okay and in that world james olsen gave me no indication that he is at any point in time ready to throw a line down that says i've been training for this my whole life well, you haven't <laughs> you've been taking pictures <laughs> you've been taking photographs yeah, your whole life I, there's a version of jimmy olsen in the comic books that have that has special forces training or something like that. Mm. But in this version, I don't believe he does have that. Yeah, you're right. I don't think they've ever said much about his backstory. Yeah. Yeah. So, and other than, you know, 
being this like six foot four guy that you probably wouldn't mess with, but still doesn't mean he's ready to fight crime every day mm. in a suit. So the, the things like that kind of o- always bother me where they're like either for convenience or like name dropping. It's, it's why I don't watch Gotham mm. where they just bring in everything. It's like, Oh, what are we going to do this week? Well, we haven't done anything here. And the problem, I don't know if we mentioned this the last time you were on, but the problem with Gotham is, is like, well, you're, you're showing all these bad guys, right? And Bruce Wayne is still like 16 years old. Yeah, yeah. So by the time he becomes Batman, all of these people are going to basically be senior citizens. Right, right. So like, <laughs> what, like, and, and they still jail them. So like, why do you need Batman? You're doing a, the, the GCPD is doing a great job. That's true. That's true. So there's really no reason to have a Batman in this, in that, in that world. I always like, I, I like Gotham. Uh, my son loves it. Yeah. Absolutely loves it. And so what I try to do when I'm watching Gotham is just look at it. And try not to let it sink in too much because it is the way they shoot it. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And the settings. Yeah, and stuff, it is and gorgeously it, shot. But if you start thinking about this stuff, you're like, oh, my God, my brain is going to melt. This doesn't make any sense. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Penguin will probably be about 60 something. Yeah. <laughs> the only person that will be the same age as Catwoman, I believe, and Poison Ivy will be the same as the same well, they, age they as Well, they pushed her up. No. They reintroduced yeah. Poison Ivy. She's like old and hot now. Yeah. Older and hot. She's like in her twenties now, or something crazy. All right, well then she'll be like a cougar by the time. Comes <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, there's. I I just I don't like the. I, I like certain things where it's a nod to the fans, mm-hmm. but I don't like that to be your show. Right. Okay. Or I get every it. part of it is just like, hey, here's an Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Um, One large Easter egg that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. So what about uh, so so this is this is going to release in 2017. Um, I know you're always busy, but what do you have to look forward to as far as movie goes next year? Next year, uh, a War of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, yeah. That looks so good to me. Um, uh, what else is coming out next year? Is uh, when's Wonder Woman coming out? That's 2017, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, uh, July. Is it July? Yeah, I'm, um, that the the latest trailer that they sent out, I thought was amazing for Wonder Woman. We have high hopes for it, but because it's DC, we're kind of apprehensive. Yeah, I mean, if 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 Marvel had it, I'd be like, oh god, it looks mm. it's going to be as good as it looks. But it, it, as far as all the trailers that they've released for all the sh- for the movies, that one looks the best by far. It looks better than Justice League. It looks better. It looked better than Batman v Superman. Yeah, um, definitely looked better than Suicide Squad. So we had high hopes for it. We were just talking that, you know. The, DC had two, has two opportunities or had two opportunities where they could do something that Marvel didn't do, where they had a bad guy team up and they completely tanked that, mm. and then they have the first female-led, you know, superhero. Yeah. Movie. So we're hoping that you know they, they get it right with Wonder Woman. I hope they do, and then hope it turns it around because I, I really am rooting for those movies to be good. But Batman vs Superman, I, I watched it again the other night like an idiot. I was like, you know, it can't be as bad as I thought it was. It is. It, it is that bad, man. HBO, right? Yeah, yeah. Me too. I keep. I was telling BJ in the car. I was like, every time I catch a scene from HBO, it pisses me off. More. <laughs> <laughs> and then Suicide Squad, I want—I mean, I wanted to like it so much. I did. I went in there and I was like, "Oh my god, what is going on here?" Did you, you know? Did you see the uh, honest trailers for Suicide? Yes, Squad? yes. Okay. That was pretty good. Uh, when Captain Boomerang, when they said uh, when he was at the bar, and they said you can leave if you want, and he leaves. You know, he's like, "Ah, screw you guys!" And he walks out. You know, and then like five seconds later, he just joins back up with them. And I was like, 
Wait, he just he left, you know? <laughs> what 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 just happened there? They never explained it. Or Superman dying at the end of Oh yeah. And then coming back five seconds later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was I, it's all it's always it's always convenient. They always do that. They they say they're gonna do something then I mean he was actually a human human boomerang, right? He just like left the room and swung just flew right yeah. back in. <laughs> Oh, that makes sense now. Okay, that was, now that I like the yeah. boomerang ass thing he did in that movie. <laughs> he threw he threw a boomerang at a guy and hit him in the head, and then he didn't go pick it up. I'm just like, <laughs> are you supposed to pick that back up? You know, that I, I love like, this kind of man. I love Suicide Squad. That's like my favorite thing to read. Yeah, yeah. And the movie was just a hot mess, man. It was just a hot mess. There's the um, I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, they just released a trailer, yeah. and that was amazing. That looks like so much fun. Um, that's about it. You know? Not Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. Oh, God, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that, the trailer, was, as we're taping this, just came out, and that was that looks great. Yeah. Looks great. Oh, I, it, man, I, I can't wait for that one. There's so there's so many good things coming out next year. The war. I didn't even know War of the Planet. We didn't even know War of the Planet of the Apes was dropping that day, mm. and it came out of nowhere. And those movies have been so good. Uh, the Caesar or Circus has uh, the yeah, Caesar Circus is, yeah. is just so good at what, yeah. what they do over there. They really need to be nominated for something. They, those guys, those motion capture guys, need to start getting. They need their own category at the Academy or something because those Absolutely. guys are phenomenal. There's yeah. nothing like it out there. Like nobody does what they do. That looks like that. No. Like in the first movie, when when Caesar said no, I mean that was like the most incredible. I remember being in the theaters and everybody going, <gasps> yeah. like all a huge th- gasp and stuff, and because it, it, it just seems so real, and you're yeah. like, holy crap, yeah. the thing just said no, you know. And the second movie was amazing. You're right, Andy Circus needs some sort of Oscar recognition for his work because it's just truly a category good. just called Andy Circus. Yeah, there you go. Every and Andy Circus <laughs> wins the Andy Circus Award. Yeah, yeah. He, he last year for like Snoke and, and, and his portrayal of Caesar or something yeah. going against himself. I'm sorry, Andy's not here to pick up his award tonight, yeah. so filling in is special <laughs> captured Andy Circus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was up at... Um, I have this friend of mine that they call her Skipper, and she started this skipping movement for adults. Okay. Okay, so she skips everywhere, and it's you know, for health reasons and stuff. It's called I Skip. And uh, we decided to skip across the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh-huh. And so we went on the Marin side, which awesome. is the ape side. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and that's all I could think about because, like, you're there in the woods <laughs> and everything. We're on that side. And I was like, this is the ape side. We should probably get permission, you know, and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you guys see these movies? They're fantastic. You, you goddamn nerd. <laughs> They're all like, you're so weird. And I'm like, no, it's the ape side. So I've got a buddy of mine that lives in Chinatown. Yeah. And he's got a rent-controlled apartment in Chinatown. So he's never going to leave this apartment. Right, you know, right. I think he's paying like four fifty a month or Kinda something. Like insane. Oh. Exactly. So, But the funny thing is every movie that – that is, you know, set in San Francisco always shows his apartment. Like they use no it way. as a thing. But his his uh, apartment has been destroyed in Godzilla. Uh-huh. It's been destroyed in the Planet of the Apes movies. <laughs> it's like six different movies. Like he'll call me. Oh yeah, they're destroying my apartment again. It's like Hollywood, Hollywood picks like a city uh-huh. every decade to just completely destroy all the time. Right, right. Like usually For, it used to be New York all the time. Yeah, now it's in San the nineties it was New York and, and and the White House. Yeah, yeah. And they stopped doing that. Now it's like let's just destroy the West Coast. <laughs> It's always San Francisco. I think it started with uh, it started with X Men: The Last Stand. Yeah, when he just leaves the fucking Golden Gate Bridge just in the middle of the harbor. 
<laughs> have you ever like watched one of those movies, Cody, and then like called your friend up? You're like, oh, are yeah. you okay, man? We like, totally do it. Do it every time, man. I mean, like, we'll take screenshots and send it to him. I was like, hope you're right, man, because that, that Godzilla really wiped out your apartment. <laughs> That's yeah. why one of the major reveals was right in, in Chinatown. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah, I hope you have good insurance, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, he should. He's only paying four fifty a month for an apartment <laughs> in San Francisco. He better be investing in something. Insurance should be. That's like, crazy. Wow, that is, that's ridiculous. <laughs> How did he look into that? I don't know. I think he's been there forever too. That's crazy. Like I would die in that apartment. I would never leave that apartment. That's a- <laughs> you could rent it out for like a thousand dollars, and it would still be cheaper than anybody else That's in true. Chinatown. It would be a oh steal. My God. Could you imagine a thousand dollar apartment in San Francisco? You're yeah. right. People would like clamor all over themselves for that. That's crazy. And Chinatown That's in San Francisco amazing. isn't very big either. It's only mm-hmm. like four blocks. Yeah. So he's like, is he right at the entrance or? Yeah, I think it's right next to the entrance. Okay. You have to point him out like off off air, and then okay. and then I'll be like, I'm going to look out for this guy's apartment all the time being destroyed. I was like, Oh, I know a guy of a guy. See that apartment right there? Yeah. Poor Chris Postal off. Yeah. See that guy right there that where King Kong just like <laughs> fell? I know a guy of a guy, and that's rent controlled. <laughs> that's a great people commentary. Look, that's a like Blu-ray commentary. People in the theater are going shh. Shut up. You're just control. you just say out loud. You're just like yeah. John. No, <laughs> right control right here. This apartment. <laughs> so you're always here. On, so like I said before, we here we here. Uh, I'm here at the um, at the studios here. So it, it seemed pretty laid back. You guys, I, I saw a little bit of the taping today. Mm-hmm. You guys are pretty laid back with with what's going on there. Yeah, it's fun. We uh, you know it, everything is live and kind of off the cuff. So uh, it, it's funny because there's part of the staff, you know, the producers and everybody are trying to control everything as much as they can. They come in really early in the morning and they get this plan together and they're like, okay, we're going to do this and this, and this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And then it just goes straight to hell. It just goes straight to hell. You know, somebody will go off on a tangent or a guest will do something. You know, next thing you know, we're off on another tangent and they're like, Oh God, it's just all my work is over. Or somebody with a suitcase from a podcast comes in right in the middle of taping. Yeah. (laughs) That just sounds like, it sounds like us, like Every week, every week it's off the cuff. And then you know, you, rarely ever any notes, you know, it, just kind of basics right. about what it, we're going to talk about. And if you just go with it, it becomes like jazz, you know, it's just kind of fun. But if you're if you're so concerned about everything being perfect, it, you're going to go crazy. Because good day is oh, never yeah, going to yeah. be perfect. <laughs> I, saw the, uh, I didn't even know that there was a band there today because the, the giant cameras were blocking it. Uh-huh. And then you like cued like, oh, for, you know, one last time, here's such and such bands. And I was like, "Wait, there's a band here!" And then all of a sudden, I hear this, like, all of a sudden, I hear this Christmas music. I'm like, "Oh yeah!" Because these these cameras are huge, and I didn't even see, see what was going on. They're robotic too. One day they're going to get self aware and kill us all, <laughs> like in Westworld. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when I when I first moved out here, I was doing. Um, I got hired by uh, a CBS 13 to do their morning show, and they were owned by this company called Sinclair Broadcasting. And uh, and I moved out here and everything, and then they told me, they were like, oh, by the way, your insurance won't kick in for like five months. 
And I'm like, I'm sorry, did you just say my insurance won't kick in for five months? They're like, yeah. And I was like, if I had known that, I would have taken the other jobs that I was offered. But so I had to pick up a, a second job. Uh-huh. And so I was doing weekend mornings on NBC 11 down in San Jose. So I would work during the week and then hop on a train on Friday. And it was awful. And we just had a baby and stuff. It was just, it was really hard. Right. But when they just got those robotic cameras in at NBC, NBC 11, and we're sitting there on the air, and all of a sudden one of the cameras just freaked out. And it, it ran like right into the other camera and they just started playing like, like just hitting each other over and over again and they couldn't stop them. And I was like laughing so hard and they were like, no, this is not funny. I'm like, no, this is hilarious. This is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> like they were jousting or something. It was great. And the fact that you don't think it's funny is even funnier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's keep it going. Like, go to break. No, let's watch this. <laughs> yeah, somebody get another. Somebody get a handheld and watch this. <laughs> Should paint like one blue and one red and see which one's standing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to the death. So what's the so what's what, the what's the best show? What's the best uh, like uh, since since we we talked last? What any uh, any segments stand out a lot? Oh God. Uh, no more cream candy, right? No more cream candy. Oh, that's, that's a good stuff that we've done. <laughs> I'm blanking. That's terrible. That's I got terrible. It. I stubbed you. Yeah, you stumped me. I uh, uh, for the holidays, my neighbor made me a uh, elf costume, like an elf in the shelf costume. Uh-huh. Uh, so I've been oh. wearing wearing that a lot, and uh, we did. And I've been trying to do this for like three weeks. We did a press conference with the elf in the shelf. Uh-huh. It was so funny because I like I come out there in my little costume, and everybody's like pepper me and questions and stuff. And they're like, "What's what's going? How's the toy production going?" I'm like. Well, uh, we managed to uh, make the hoverboards a third less explodey this year, so we're on we're on track with that. It's, it's so ridiculous. So That's ridiculous. awesome. Uh, have you, um, do you do you got on the road still a lot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any 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 quirk? Any quirkiness that that stands out? <sighs> oh, I got one for you. I went to the Monterey Bay Aquarium, and we had the stupid oh. shark costume. So I wore a shark costume as I'm interviewing, like all the people at the Monterey. <laughs> oh my god, Candy Graham! Yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, land shark, absolutely ridiculous. So you were King Shark. Actually. I was King Shark. Yes. <laughs> and they were like, "What is this?" And then after you know, they got into it after a while. But I, I totally made a, a a little octopus ink though. I, I felt bad. They like, walked up and they turned on the lights and it went. Oh, it was Hank. Ink. Hank. Yeah, it was Hank. <laughs> do you have our King Shark here? What's that? Do you have our King Shark here? I do. Oh, I got to take a picture of it. Yeah, it's over desk. in the Weather Center where we were earlier. Oh, cool. I'll have to take a picture. BJ, you had something? We don't We don't have anything for you this time. So Yeah, it's only first time. We don't have I, any any I, gift. That's just one time only, I was promised a gift, I believe. I, it was, <laughs> the, the gift was the conversation that you're having right now. <laughs> no. It'll just keep on giving. Is there a receipt? Can I return well, it? Or? <laughs> we actually don't do receipts. It's non-refundable. <laughs> Again, self-funded podcast. So no no refunds. No refunds. <laughs> if we actually so refunded we, people, we would we would go under. <laughs> okay, go, let me over with. Since it's your one year anniversary, um, uh, let me let me like yell at you guys for a while. But let okay. me ask you a question. Uh, nice. Was I wrong about Steve Stansweet and the Star Wars collection? Was that not the coolest thing you've ever seen in your whole entire life? So, freaking yeah. believable. This is how much stuff that he had. And this isn't a, this is not a bad thing at ever ever, but this is just a funny way of saying it. 
he had so much Star Wars stuff that I was tired of Star Wars at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and again, it's brain, just a funny way of I, I putting it. But it was so like. My God, it was Star Wars overload. And as a Star Wars fan, and that like, and, and somebody who collects too, that's like the mecca. But oh. I, and I can't describe it any better than that. Like that, the fact that he could make a Star Wars fan feel like he was just done with Star Wars for the day. And that's a good <laughs> and bad. Like it's a good thing. That's yeah. how much stuff he has. And the stories that he had were ridiculous. I feel like I could sit there for a month and still wouldn't get a quarter yeah. of the stories that he has. I always like it when he goes, uh, I got that one. Oh, I can't tell you where I got that one. And, yeah. <laughs> there you go. and then I get this one. Over yeah. here, and then uh, don't ask me where I got that. You know? Yeah. The, the fact that he remembers like a story for each thing yeah. that he has, it's always, it, the tour is always going to be different basically. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, he hits some, he always hits the major highlights, but you could point out anything and he knows a story about it. And then what's crazy is the stuff is actually sitting on the other side of the warehouse too. Like mm-hmm. he has an entire section where you don't even get to see much right. of the stuff. It, it, yeah, it was, yeah. There was so much stuff. Vic got to go with him back there because they needed to get a table and chairs for us to set up to podcast for him. And Vic came back and he's like, you're not going to believe what I saw over there. And I was like, what? He's like, they had, he had a full-size Jabba what? in there. Yeah. I was like, I was, like oh taken apart. God. Like It was a big, like, it's the big, uh, you know, like when you go to the major Star Wars conventions and the, all the slave layers take a picture in front of the uh-huh. the, the job. He had that whole setup Whoa. like in pieces, though. But he didn't have the he doesn't have the room in the warehouse to set it up. He uh, yeah, he plans on back. creating something back there, like a cantina or a Jabba's palace or something back Whoa. there. He's, yeah. the, he, he needs a lot of money to do it, though. So he said it's going to take a while. But uh, thank you, thank you very much, by the way, Cody, for giving us that info to get a hold of them because they were super, super, super cool, super accommodating, and we had a great time with them. We were there I for just hours. Felt like, I just felt like you guys had to see it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you two had to see that. So that was what you needed to see. Now, the, speaking of Joe, uh, uh, did I tell you the story before? I had this thing, um, the job of the hut, the original job of the hut, there was three guys in it. Three puppeteers, mm-hmm. in it. and I went on a quest to capture all the guys that were inside of. You did not tell us the story. Did I not tell you the no. story? So I tracked oh. the first guy, and he was totally cool. And he hooked us up with the second guy. Was he the left arm or the right arm? He was the <laughs> left arm. He was the left arm, and he operated the eyeballs and the tongue. He was and the then, ass. And then we got uh, the second guy because of him, and the third guy was in the tail. We couldn't get him to nail it down, but I almost collected all of them. Oh, oh. Did it, did it smell in there? Job of smell. He right? said it was terrible. It, it must have been really like hot, hot as hell. And yeah. it's like the rubber smell. Yeah, and it was you know it was back in the day too. You know yeah. these things work a little bit better now. You know and they're not as quite as smelly. And he said, "Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible, Cody." <laughs> um, you know, you I hope some? that they. I'm sorry. Go ahead, yeah. Jay. No, I was just going to ask the same thing if you've been back there, but also you know that they're making a Han Solo movie, and I I'm curious as to if they're going to bring that puppet back. If they're going to rebuild it, because I don't, I don't want CG Java. I want, I want practical effect Java. I feel like they would do a practical effect. Now they're going back. They're they're making it very adamant that they want to stay away from what made the prequels look so fake. Mm. Um, So they try to do as little CG as possible, especially with the with the creatures and stuff. Yeah, some of these Rogue One creatures look amazing. Yeah, they. Well, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure all of them are, are, other than the the robot 
are going to be all puppets because back because again it's it's back before New Hope when mm. so they have to get that look and feel the same. Mm. You said you're not going to Rogue One until like afterwards. Are, are you guys going to be at the theater to? Oh, I'm sure. Are yeah. you going to be there? Um, I hope so. What other nerd would they send? <laughs> are you going to get dressed up? <laughs> of course, man. Did you have your costume already? Yeah. No, no. But we've got a couple costume shots that uh, hook me up. You know when things go down. <laughs> Um, last, when episode seven came out, they sent me down there and it was, I was down at IMAX and I'm down there with everybody in line and we had like a contest where people could spend the night and they get to see it first and all this stuff. And it was really cool. And, uh, and the guy that runs it, it was like, Cody, I saved you and your photographer a seat. I want you guys to enjoy the movie. And I'm like, oh yeah. So as soon as I sit down, I watch like five minutes. Producer gets in my ear. Hey, we need you to do like ten more hits. So can you come? I was like, you son of a. Oh, I remember that. Ah, you had to leave. I had to leave. <laughs> so this year, um, yeah, kids are a little bit older, so they want to go, but they they're not like we need to go the first night. So I'll just wait a little while. How old are, how old are your kids? Uh, Twelve and eight. So are they are they actually mm. starting to get into Star Wars? Or oh, yeah. yeah. Did you show them the prequels? No. Good parenting, right there. I know. Good parenting. I, I've Good, saved them. Done right. I've actually kept my my oldest, which is she's only five. I've kept her away from Star Wars, even though she knows like the the characters like Ray, and mm. just because I want her to know that you know you can be a, a girl and be a Kick power. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I haven't shown her any of the movies because I want I want to give her what I never had. I don't know if I told you this. But like when I, BJ actually saw all the movies in the theater, so he was there when yep. the "I Am Your Father" meant something. Uh-huh. When me growing up, I'm a little bit younger than BJ. I watched it on HBO, on Laserdisc, VHS. So, and it was already pop culture by that time. Mm. I knew what was going on. So that reveal was completely lost on me. It would be like um, I see dead people or Bruce Willis's spoilers. Bruce Willis is dead uh. the whole time. <laughs> Times like a thousand. You know, like that 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 kind of reveal. Uh-huh. I was robbed of that because of how when I grew up. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to keep her away from it as much as possible. And then just at the point where she might start understanding like deeper level things in movies and she stops just watching cartoons, uh-huh. that's when I'm going to show her the, the original trilogy and see her reaction. Like I'm going to actually try to video record the reaction Ooh. of the I am your father section so that I, cause nice. I want to give her the thing that I couldn't get yeah. was, was that feeling of like, Oh my God, no way. He's not the father. You know, uh-huh. I just watched a great I, documentary I still, too about that, about, about David. I Krause. still remember oh. it. I, st- I still remember it like it was yesterday. I was seven years old, and that was like traumatic for me when when he said that. <laughs> it was like I was like almost crying. I was looking at my you know parents going like why you know and, and like, like <laughs> and then like three years later I'm ten and Return of the Jedi comes out and I'm like you know a little bit older and wiser and I'm like kick his ass sea bass. You know, so, like, <laughs> Oh my god! How much older am I than you guys? I'm thirty. I just turned thirty-eight. I saw. I'm forty-three. Yeah, I'm forty-six. Okay, so you and BJ are pretty yeah. close. I hate you all. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just saying, I, I watched an incredible documentary on Netflix right now. It's called "I'm Your Father," and it's the story oh, of David Krause. Yes. Did you see it yet, BJ? Uh, I've I have it on my queue. I haven't watched it yet. But okay, so I, I know what you're talking about. So spoilers. Apparently, David Prowse, without knowing what he was doing, he actually said in an interview before they even knew that they were going to film a sequel and before the sequel even started writing, like no, the script wasn't even written. Mm. He actually said in an interview to somebody, it would be really great 
um, if Darth Vader came back and during the middle of a lightsaber fight, he told Luke that he was the father. Oh. Like before anything, was, oh, wow. before anything was written. So the idea of Vader becoming the father uh-huh. was not even discussed as a script wow. yet. Like that wasn't even an idea that apparently Lucas had. That's a or dude nope. that knows his character. Nope. Yeah, he nope. apparently like, and and the way that the documentary films it or uh-huh. edits it, it makes it almost seem like that Lucas might have taken the idea from him. Oh, and I was like, ooh, that's interesting. And it's it, there's actual proof because he had he had the uh, I don't what's it called when you go to the like the library with the old newspaper clippings? Oh, the microfish. Yeah, the micro. Yeah. yeah, and he yeah. actually printed it out. So it, there's physical proof, like in 1977 when the movie came out in wow. an interview that he said this. That is, I was like, holy shit. That is a guy. That's a foresight. Well, yeah. You know, so he, you know, uh, there's no doubt that he's like one of the most amazing storytellers out there. But when you have someone create something and then you have outsiders like putting their input in, like outsiders that aren't close to it, they can come up with crazy cool ideas all the time. You know, so when you're that close to it, I don't think you, you could see it. The only person that I could say that is has the, the amazing foresight and creates everything in their own world is J.K. Rowling. You know, she just knows – she knew everything about Harry Potter before she wrote anything. Everything was all laid out. So with Lucas, though, I don't think Star Wars was all laid out. There's, there's things that point to him – you know, getting input from other people and then just like either claiming it as his own or just kind of letting it lie, you know, like just people going like, Oh, you're amazing. Like, it's so cool. You came up with that. But the guy that directed uh, or no wrote uh, empire with him, I think came up with a lot of the cool ideas. That's why I'm really excited about the Han Solo movie. And that's Mm -hmm. why force awakens was the way it was because of his uh, input into it. There's a, anyway, but the, the other cool part of that documentary, which was awesome was, he, the, the 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 director of the documentary asked David Prowse if he would redo the Return of the Jedi scene where Vader is revealed for the first time mm. or for the only time because they got that different actor to oh. play uh, Vader. Sebastian Shaw. Yeah, Sebastian yeah. Shaw. And he didn't even know that he was out of that scene. Like, they didn't tell him. Really? They never told David Prowse. They actually filmed it without telling him. Oh. Um, so... So the director of this documentary asked him, like, would you want to recreate that scene? But now you play Vader and you redo the lines. Mm. So there's a shot of him actually talking to Lucasfilm. And you can hear the person from Lucasfilm saying, like, um, David Prowse can't be associated with, you know, the, the Vader costume and you can't show it. So they went ahead and said, fuck it, we're doing it anyway. Uh-huh. So they filmed it. You see him putting on the mask. You see him coming out like he's a little, little hobbly, but you can he's still like six four, even hunched over. Uh-huh. And he comes out and I started getting nostalgic and they lay him down on this like cardboard or this like the, the ramp from the from Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. from the, the transport and the whole background is seat like green screened and he's laying down and it's this guy who's from the back, it's like he's he's not obviously Mark Hamill, but he's like dressed in the Jedi outfit and you just see his backside. Wait, wait a minute, when did they up. film this? When do they film this? Well, hold on. Let me finish because they okay. film it. They film it and they only showed it. So you see the behind the scenes, right? Uh-huh. But they don't show it in the documentary because this was going to be a documentary that was going to make money. So they couldn't uh, show it okay. because Lucasfilm uh. said you can't do it. So what they did was they filmed it anyway, showed the behind the scenes stuff, and then only showed it to 35 people. Oh. Friends, family, and David Prowse. And that was it. 
they showed the the Return of the Jedi scene with David Prowse as Vader. Oh man! Okay, Keep but, but when did they? Did they film it back in 1982, or did they film it no, recently? No, no. It was re- this, this documentary was released in 2015 or 16, so it was recent, yeah, but it's, so it's not online. Is it, oh, I got you. So the thing that I, I had questions about, I don't really have never Googled this, but they've, they've, um, they've kind of like banned him from yeah. going to any kind of Star Wars events. Was right. that because of his because he was bitching about that or because no, of his so background? Or? In, the, in the documentary, it says that he said something um, that he wasn't supposed to say about the movie. Like it was Return of the Jedi. It was he apparently okay. apparently an extra and they, they actually got the person who wrote the article or who was the main person in the article about what happened back in like eighty three. Mm-hmm. So some extra apparently called the, the newspaper and said, Hey, Darth Vader dies in Return of the Jedi. Oh. And for some reason, because David Prowse had I always had been kind of loose lips beforehand, mm-hmm. they they said David Prowse said it. Uh, and then uh, it got back to Lucas, and obviously he was livid because the movie had just started filming. So it wasn't even like released yet or in theaters and selling and telling everybody that Vader was dead in the movie. <laughs> and, um, but they, again, they got the original reporter and said that like he never said anything. Uh. It was somebody else. And some ta- somehow between the main reporter and it being released to the paper that David Prowse's name was attached to it. So all of this is one giant misunderstanding and Lucasfilm doesn't want to hear wow. anything about it. Could you imagine how that's ridiculous? You tell all your friends and family, yeah. I'm totally Darth Vader, and then they take the head off and it's somebody else, and yeah. you're like, son of a... It took three pe- four people to be Darth Vader, actually. Mm-hmm. There was that a, is the stunt The stunt guy who ended up doing a lot of the stunts in Jedi. Uh-huh. Um, Shaw, who was his face, uh-huh. and then James Earl Jones, who was the the voice. Even James Earl right. Jones says that like he's just a special effect. That he's not Darth Vader. Mm. It's David Prowse that's Darth Vader. He's just an After Effects thing. Like if you were to CG something, you know that main character is this person, and the CG is the After Effects. You, you don't know this, but I was a cape. <laughs> <laughs> so was it? I think last year we had um, Admiral Macbar on yeah. the show, uh, Eric Bausfeld, uh, uh, and uh, he just passed away. Yeah. Uh, but it was so cool because Ad- Admiral Akbar was like my favorite character when I was a kid. I don't know why. It was a fish eyes or something like that. <laughs> but it was so cool to meet him in person. And I feel bad because he passed away, yeah. and I made him do like the silliest thing ever on the show. <laughs> no. We played It's no. a Trap with him. <laughs> and so I would flash up things on the screen – and he would look at it and he'd go, Oh, it's a, you know, it's a trapezoid, you know? And, and so it was like a trapezoid. <laughs> like two guys in a trapeze and he goes, It's a, it's a trapeze, you know? And it was so stupid. And I'm like, Eric, I feel so bad now. That was like one of the last times we got to see you and I made you do this stupid thing. But that sounds hilarious. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> That's what he's going to re- be remembered for, though. It's, it's, it's a, a trap. trap. Yeah. It's a trapeze. <laughs> so dumb. Oh uh, wow. Uh, yeah. So That's if you get awesome. a chance, check out that documentary. It's 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 really good. Oh, for sure. What that I'll do tonight? Really awesome. I don't need to yeah. sleep. Oh, I'm going. Awesome. Three, I'm man. going three and a half hours of sleep right now. Being a dad's well, we, fun. We really. <laughs> we really appreciate you taking the time, man. We uh, it's it's been really good talking to you. Um, we always have such a good time with you, so I, I can, I'm looking forward to 
you know, doing this again in the future, hopefully with me with you guys <laughs> next time. <laughs> well, I want to have you guys on the actual show. Um, oh, when, you're, would love you're, that. when you guys decide to release this and stuff, let's have you on Good Day, and we'll plug the uh, the podcast and everything, and talk about your adventures over the uh, last yeah, year. That, I gotta yeah, start working amazing. out. <laughs> well, I haven't. Been. I don't know why you would start. Give me I wide angle like, cameras. Yeah, I need like a. a I always tell you to pan like, out. I always tell people like pear is a shape, so I'm in shape. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, we really appreciate it. This yeah, was fun. Like always, you you spent more than enough time, um, uh, and we appreciate the time that you spend with us. And it's been fun sitting here in the studios uh, and looking to see how it worked. It was really cool just to to walk in. I thought I was making too much noise walking in. Oh, uh, please! When you guys, when you guys were Are you kidding filming. me? We'll have like marching bands walking through while we're doing <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I, one day it was so funny. I actually took a, a one of those three sixty panorama pictures of it because it was so weird. We had on one side of the station. Uh, a six foot long sandwich, like a sub sandwich. <laughs> and then there was like the people from, I, I can't remember, some animal sanctuary had like giant birds oh, wow. and stuff on. And then there was like a kids' dance group as well on the stage. And it was the funniest thing. I'm like, this is what I'm staring at as I'm trying to read that prompter. Is like all this weird crap around and stuff. And I was just hoping the giant birds would attack the sub. Yeah, you know? that's what I thought would happen. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Whenever you have that six foot sub back, let us know. Okay, that's what they will film. Yeah, absolutely. Italian <laughs> <laughs> BMT. Promos. Yeah. You watch the promos. Oh, six foot sub day. Yeah, yeah. National, we'll, we'll, come on, we'll come on National Sandwich Day. <laughs> We'll move our anniversary <laughs> show to, to coincide with National Sandwich Day. Exactly. <laughs> National Donut Day or something. Ooh. Oh yeah. That'd be awesome. Oh, there's this great there's this great donut place uh in Folsom that you gotta try. We 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 seriously free plug a lot of places. Like I free plugged uh uh Gamefly. Mm-hmm. We we need to get paid. Yeah. Come Omaha, on, Gamefly. Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks we did once. Um, <laughs> when we do a drunk podcast, we we uh, we plug uh, we plug that liquor that we're drinking. Uh-huh. No, <laughs> Nothing. Nobody. Come on. I mean, Come on. That was our biggest one. That was our biggest download, actually. Yeah, just give us a free bottle of something. Yeah, anything. But, <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, luckily, when we come back, there'll be like a spread here for us. Done. Can we, can we get a cake like that says? Happy anniversary to these podcasters. We have no idea who are who you guys are. <laughs> the misspell everything. Yeah. You, know? you guys are like. Uh, I hope you brought your own food because <laughs> it'll, it'll say it'll say, it'll say happy an, it'll say like happy anniversary the nerdist. Like no, that's not our podcast. That's, that's the good one. That's the good podcast. Where's Chris Hardwick? <laughs> oh, oh, it's you two. I thought it was Chris Hardwick. You guys look nothing like Chris Hardwick. I've seen him on AMC. You guys look nothing like him. Uh, well, yeah, but I'm starting to I'm starting to look more like Kevin Smith though. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks anyway. again, Cody. Uh, thanks again for taking the time and uh, and congratulations. I mean, it's it's a it is a big commitment. I don't I don't think people realize how big a commitment it is to do this. A weekly show, yeah. Mm. I mean, well, you're on every day, yeah. so you know. Like I mean, yeah, but I'm contractually obligated to show up every day. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I get paid. <laughs> yeah, you get paid. yeah, we we uh, we've slowly started to see our numbers go up, mm. um, but we don't we don't we try not to will because it's our own funded podcast. We don't really pay for advertising. Mm. We did pay for advertising once for the um, for the Steve Sansweet episode, just because it was just going to be a big deal for mm. us to be there. But um, we'll pro- maybe we'll pay again for this this one dropping dropping. Especially if, if we get on TV. 
Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to mention that if we do end up being on. TV. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. We actually yeah. have Cody on on record saying that. So if I absolutely no, that is a serious <laughs> invite. <laughs> is that a weekend deal? Kind weekend of like a, deal, maybe Saturday or something. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Awesome, perfect. If, you know what's sweet in the deal is if you got the guy from the, the cream the cream candy. <laughs> yes, yeah, because I really want some. I want some bad now. I've been oh craving God. that. God, if I could find that guy, that would be that would be hilarious. I'm sure he's still kicking it someplace, man. Or he passed the recipe down, passed the recipe down to somebody else who's doing the doing the, the cream. The candy. next generation cream candy. Yeah. Now, now you can order. It through, now you can order it through an app. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 it's a joke on us. It's probably like international. And he makes trillions of dollars. Yeah, he probably he's probably right. he probably owns a small island now, <laughs> Cream Candy, Cream Candy Island, <laughs> where all the misfit candies go to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Cody. We really appreciate it. No again. problem. Yeah, and congratulations. It was really cool. A year is it is an amazing commitment you guys have done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Until, uh, well, that was Cody Stark, and uh, this is Chew on This, our anniversary episode. I'm BJ. Look. Well, that's the end of our one-year anniversary show. Um, we'd like to thank, you know, Cody. We'd like to thank Kenny. We'd like to thank all our listeners, all five of you. We would like to thank, uh, again, Rancho Obi-Wan last year. We'd like to thank uh, just everybody. I'd like to thank our sponsors, which is Vic and myself. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for supporting thank us. Thank you for supporting our, ourselves. <laughs> thank ourselves for supporting ourselves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's been a great year, and we have a lot of really cool stuff coming up this year. We don't want to give it away, but um, we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up, and we'll be just keep doing what we're doing. And we just uh, hope we keep gaining listenership. And, you, and all you guys out there are supporting us. Thank you so much. And... Uh, we look forward to giving you more uh, reviews and cool different types of podcasts. And uh, anything you want to say, Vic? Yeah, I'd like to thank uh, the same people. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but also uh, Stephanie Rector, who actually oh, uh, yeah. uh, gave us her first shot. Yeah, the uh, for the West Sacramento Intergalactic Expo. She uh, <clears throat> she has made actually a lot of this possible. Um a lot of the local nerds uh, in the area we would have never been able to talk to if she didn't reach out and and actually not listen to our podcast and listen, <laughs> and, put, and say you know podcast for us here. So th- I think uh, her not listening to our podcast really helps. Yeah. <laughs> you can listen now, Stephanie. Yeah, you can you can listen now, Stephanie. Um, obviously, our our friends and and family who support us, especially our family who have to put up with us. Um, you know, doing this type of stuff that they don't get. How many different times would be like, honey, can you go take out the trash? Like, I can't I have to podcast right now. And they're like, damn it. <laughs> again, again, you have to do it. Yes. Every week. Yes. We have to do it. <laughs> Nine o'clock. Every sorry. Week so actually, actually, if you guys want us to keep doing this, you really need to start giving us money. <laughs> yeah. Or donuts or beer, <laughs> not donuts or beer. Something. <laughs> if anybody knows anybody who would like, uh, who needs sponsorship, you know, or has a sponsor out there. Yeah, we would, we would plug the heck out of your stuff for yeah. sure. If you, if, if and your stuff, if your st- <laughs> <laughs> if, if, uh, if whoever your sponsor would be is okay with cursing. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure true. Huggies wouldn't want to, <laughs> <laughs> Huggies or Johnson and Johnson 
wouldn't want us like dick and dick. Yeah, wouldn't want us. Do, yeah, exactly. That's exactly the reason why they wouldn't want us like you know promoting their stuff. You got to try this fucking baby oil. It's fucking awesome. Or you know, try this baby shampoo. Or do you these- know how much shit Huggies can hold? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I threw up one in once, and it didn't leak. <laughs> I just let my kid prance around the, the room for hours. <laughs> yeah. It holds so much what? shit you wouldn't believe. I'm wearing mine right now. Yeah. So, anyway, thanks again for everybody for listening and supporting us. And uh, Oh, you know what? I for- We forgot about Brian Stewart. There's actually no podcast without, without our good friend Brian Stewart, who actually, <laughs> who is our, what, technical person? He's our, like, IT technical... Yes, without him, we wouldn't have a place there's, for you guys to download from. <laughs> there's literally, there's literally no podcast um, without Brian. So <laughs> special, special thank you to Brian for allowing us to not pay you for <laughs> using your server. <laughs> without Brian, it would just be a couple of idiots recording and on it's YouTube. not going anywhere yeah, you'd, you'd <laughs> have to listen to it on youtube and that's about it <laughs> yeah pretty much so thank you brian well that was uh episode number 62 our one-year anniversary show of chew on this a nerd united podcast i'm bj Vic, and happy new year guys until next week chew on that later <laughs>